Section 28 of The Convivio. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Algie Pug. The Convivio by Dante Alighieri. Translated by Philip H. Wicksteed. Ode 11. Texts of the projected Twelfth Treatise. Poscia camor del tutto ma lasciato. Since love has utterly forsaken me, not at my will, for never had I been so joyous, but because he had pity so much upon my heart that he might not endure to hearken to its wailing, I will sing, thus disenamoured, against the sin that has arisen in our midst, of counter-calling such one as is base and irksome, by a name of worth, to wit of gallantry, which is a thing so fair, as to make worthy of the mantle, imperial him in whom it reigns. A veritable sign it is, which shows where virtue sojourns. Wherefore I am assured, that if I well defend it in speech, even as I conceive it, love will again do me grace of himself. There are who, by flinging their wealth away, think to assert a place of worth there, where the good take stand, who after death make their repair within the mind of such as have discernment. But no pleasure may their largesse give the good, because restraining it had been wisdom, and they had escaped the loss that is now added to the error of them, and of the rest who pass false judgment in their deeming. Who will not call it fault to engulf food, and give the mind to wantoning, and deck him, as for sale impending, at the fair of fools? For the wise prizes not a man after his garments, which are but alien ornaments, but prizes intellect and noble hearts. And others are there who, by being quick to smile, of understanding swift, would be supposed, by such as be deceived, seeing them laugh at aught, which the blind intellect not yet perceives. They speak with words elect, go their unpleasing way content, so they be gaped at by the herd. They are enamoured never of amorous lady, in their discourse they cleave to mere grimace. They will not move the foot to serve a lady after gallant fashion, but as a robber to his theft, so do they pace to pluck their base delight. Not that, in truth, in women is so quenched or gallant bearing, that they seem animals bereft of intellect. Till heaven accord precise with heaven, which gallantry casts from its way, as much as I relate of it, and more, I, who have skill of it, thanks to a gentle one, who showed it forth in all her utterance, shall not be silent of it, for villainy it would appear to me so base that I had joined me to its enemies. Wherefore, from this point forth, with rhyme more subtle, will I treat of truth about it, but to whom I know not. I swear by him whose name is Love, and who is full of saving, that without doing virtue none may true praise acquire. Wherefore, if that which I am handling be good, as each declares, it must be virtue, or with virtue linked. Not virtue pure and simple is this strayed thing, for it is blamed, renounced, 
where virtue is demanded most, that is, in seemly folk of spiritual life, or garb that holds with study. Therefore, if it be praised in a cavalier, it must be mingled, caused by more things than one. Wherefore this same must needs clothe itself upon one well, another ill. But virtue, pure and simple, becomes every man. A joyance is it that consorts with love himself, and the completed work, directed by this third, is very gallantry. In being it endures, even as the sun, to make whose being are conjoined the heat and light, and his own perfect fair form. To the great planet she is all resemblant, who, from the east, forward till he conceals himself, with his fair rays, down pours life and power below, into material, according as is disposed. Even as she, scornful of so many folk as bear human semblance, but not corresponds their fruit unto their leaves, because of ill which they have practised, brings near like blessings to the gentle heart. For she is swift to give life with fair semblances, and new beauteous acts, which every hour she seems to find. And he has virtue for his model who lays hold on her. O false cavaliers, evil and guilty, enemies of her who to the prince of stars is likened. That man whom she will have both gives and takes, and ne'er it irks him, neither the sun to give light to the stars, nor to take from them help in working his effect, but one and the other draws delight therein. Ne'er is he drawn to wrath by words, but such only does he gather as be good and what things he hath to tell are, each and every, fair. For his own sake is he held dear, and by sage ones desired. For from the savage rest he holds, or praise, or blame, of equal worth. For no greatness doth he mount up in pride, but where it chances that it is fitting to display his valour, then he wins praise. They who are living all work counterwise. End of section 28